Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. I was asked the question the other day by someone who was visiting our church, do you believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your church? I said, absolutely. We absolutely believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the body of Christ is comes together as all different members and that God has given each one gifts in him. They're the gifts of the Spirit. They're practical gifts. They're spiritual gifts. There's ministry gifts. And as a church, we want to empower everybody to be able to function in their God-given gifts. And we're going to partner with the local church locally and globally. This vision, this vision of empowering people to live Christ-centered lives is not possible without partnering together. And partnering means that we invest our time. Partnering means we invest our finance. Partnering means we get together and we link arms and we take this thing forward. And we don't just do that locally. We believe in doing that globally. As a church, we belong to a movement called INC, which used to be called Christian Outreach Centre. It's a worldwide movement. So we're not just part of what we're doing here in Shell Harbour. We are part of something so much bigger, so much greater, so much more reaching. And um, we're going to be sharing a little bit more about, we've got our um, international president coming here on the 17th of April, which is absolutely amazing. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about more that, about more that, our values. I regularly get my words mixed up. I get them back to front. Sometimes I do it on purpose so that you think that I'm always doing it on purpose. And if I can't come up with a word, then I make one up. So, well, I figure that's how language originated in the first place anyway, so I may as well add to it. Our values. We are one family united in Christ. Unity is the most important value that we have. And not just that we're unified in our relationships, but we're unified in Christ, in what we believe in Him. Very, very important. The second value that we have is pursuing the presence of God. The very first memory I have of walking into this church, it'll be 29 years ago next month, which is just amazing. The very thing that hit me when I walked in those doors in Barakites Primary Schools was the presence of God. That is something that as a church... We've carried, it's part of our DNA, it's who we are, and we pursue the presence of God. The third value we have is that we are compelled by compassion, reaching others. And we have some of our awesome ministry leaders getting up in a moment to be sharing some specific things about how we do that as a church. Very, very, very much at the heart of our church. And that's one of the things when Pastor Shane and Rachel first came to our church, really on their hearts, to be able to practically show compassion, the compassion of God, that we wouldn't just be insular, but we're reaching out to our world with compassion, with acts of kindness, reaching out to people. Very, very important part of who we are. Fourth area is following Christ as disciples, teaching His Word. Everything that we do as a church is based on the Word of God. We're very passionate about the Bible in our church. Very, very important center of our world. His word is just so important. And we believe that we're not just meant to keep our faith to ourselves. We take that great commission very seriously where Jesus said, go into all the world making disciples of all men. And we believe as a church that that's every person's job. It's not up to a leader or a little ministry that gets set up of discipleship. We are all called. If we're a disciple, we are making disciples. That's the very definition of what a disciple is. We have some great tools that we have. Kim, honey, I forgot my book. Kim's Now Kim's gone. I'm going to be completely lost. Don't you go to my office and grab that Growing in Christ book. It's on my desk. Sorry, forgot that want to share that a little bit more with you because it's a very, very important part of discipleship. And the fifth value that we have is empowering each person to flourish in their God-given design. We are all unique. God has created us all so precious in His sight and that as a church, we want to be able to empower every single person 
to flourish in their God-given design. We do not believe in putting people in moulds in our church. We believe in bringing out the person that God has originally intended and created them to be. And that is one of the things that I really, really love about our church. So just before um, I ask some of um, the rest of the team to come up this morning, we've got several of our ministry leaders who are going to be sharing their heart for 2016. Just want to give you a bit of a sneak peek of some of the focus that we've got planned for you this year. Um, like I mentioned before, on the 17th of April, we have Pastor Ashley Schmira coming. He's our international president for our movement, an incredible apostle. He's only going to be here in the morning service. Really encourage you to make that morning such a priority. It's a real celebration day because our church is turning 30 in April this year. That is just an amazing testament to the faithfulness of God that every storm that we've walked through as a church, every battle that we've faced, every impossible circumstance, we have been able to keep advancing because the gates of hell will not prevail. I can remember so many times that this church could have folded because of the circumstances were so severe and seemed so impossible. But then there was a group of people, a core of people who would not believe in those circumstances. They believed that we served a God of the impossible, that this was His church. And no matter what the enemy threw against us, we would keep moving forward because God is on our side. Very special service. 17th of April, we have uh, in the process of producing a video this morning just to help celebrate that and um, amazing. Ashley goes into countries like Iraq and the Ukraine and Syria and pioneers churches in those places and to me just the, the incredible anointing and mantle that he carries as an apostle and as a prophet within our movement, it's such a privilege to have him coming here. We really felt as we were planning this year that one of the things the Lord was speaking to us about was on family and marriage and parenting and family as a church family as well as family within the family unit because that is God's foundation building blocks for society is families. So on the 3rd of May, we are kicking off our marriage course, which is wonderful. For those of you who've done that before, know it is very transforming um, for your marriage. And just to describe, we'll talk about it more over the coming weeks, but just to give you a bit of a heads up on that is that you don't have to talk about your marriage in front of anybody. It's DVD based. They have um, wonderful sessions. And then afterwards, it's set up um, with private tables where you sit there with your spouse and talk through the material. So if that's something that you'd like to strengthen your marriage, it's not just for people who have marriage problems. All of us need help with our marriage because we know that there is an enemy out there who wants to destroy marriage. And um, we, wanted, we want to be able to give God first place in our lives, building our marriage. So that kicks off 3rd of May. Then on the 18th of June, we have Pastor Gary Hurrigan coming. Gary specializes in church health. And this is where we're really going to be focusing on our church family. We go through a process called NCD, and we're committed to that going forward as a church. So he's coming in June, 18th of June. Then we have Dr. Alan Meyer coming from the 22nd to the 24th of July. For those who may not have heard about Alan Meyer, Alan and his wife Helen um, run an organisation called Careforce Life Keys. And you can check that out online. They've got a real heart to restore. Alan specialises um, with ministering to men. They also specialise in marriage and they also specialise in building the church through small groups. So really, really excited about the focus of where we're going and that's going to be an incredible boost. We're going to be running different nights on the Friday and the Saturday. We want to be able to include everyone to be able to come and take part of his ministry. Very exciting. And then to finish off our theme with family, we've got Dr. Chaz and Fran Gulo coming and they're going to be running some seminars on parenting for us. Who knows? We all need help as parents. And um, Chaz and Fran have raised five amazing kids who are all serving God today and have wonderful relationships 
with each other. And I, I personally admire them very much. I've personally got advice for them, w- from them with raising our own children. We do have lots of other things planned, but I thought this morning that it would just be great just to give you a snapshot of how that flow is going with building our church, with our church health, church as a community, church as a family, and also building marriage and parenting and family as well. So we'll have more details on that as the year unfolds. Wonderful. Well, now we've just got some of our team members coming up this morning who have prepared um, just a brief presentation to you this morning, just to be able to share um, more about the minister. So I'd love to invite David Mercedes up this morning. Let's give him a hand this morning. Fantastic. David does such a great work with missions in our church. And just as David shares this morning, if you've got a heart for missions, then I encourage you, come up and have a chat with him after the service and see how you can get more involved. Thanks, Suzanne. Um, yeah, I'll be very quick. Um, missions, our church is committed to uh, serving in uh, Vanuatu uh, as part of the INC New South Wales branch. That's where we're headed. Uh, last year, uh, Cyclone Pam hit. Uh, we were able to get together a 40-foot container full of everything from surfboards to outboard motors to carpet tiles to chairs. It, you could have opened up a shop with the stuff we sent. So um, that went over in the m- middle of the year, um, and that was a great benefit to the church over there. We sent a team over there in September. Uh, we helped build the kitchen for them. We put carpet tiles in. We did a lot of painting. Um, other things that you would need. Yeah, but we, we invested into the church there in Port Villa. That's an INC church in Port Villa. That's the main church in um, Port Villa. And so we committed long-term to investing in that church. And they're also in the process of setting up Bible College there, and we'll be a part of that as well. Um, for the future, we'll be probably shifting our focus to Tanner for this year at least, which is an island further south. Um, I plan to visit there in the next few weeks, meet a guy called Pastor David, and see how we can invest in that church. The main needs in um, Vanuatu I see at the moment is for training, particularly the young people. Uh, There's a real need for good training amongst the young guys to try and overcome some of the cultural things in the church that sometimes get in the way of good church health and also physical things like getting a water supply to a village or supplying power or giving some sort of clean water to a village. They're the needs I see at this point in time. But I'll be meeting with Pastor David in the next few weeks and I'll have more clarity on that. Um, apart from that, we also have people from the church who are going to missions in different places. We have the royals who head off this week. Is that right? Yes? So this is your last opportunity to say hi and bye to them. Um, they'll be heading off to Cambodia to serve in a ministry called Milk and Honey. That's a two-year commitment at this stage. And... Um, we just blessed them. We prayed for them last week. And so they will still be part of our church over there in Cambodia serving. Also, we have um, Josh and Shelley Bowen, who are part of an organization called Sim Aid, And they're in East, West Timor? I think it's West Timor. West? Yeah, West Timor. Um, and they're over there working with the local people. We're committed to serving them as well. They've spoken here a few times. And we have our very own... Um, Mark Hunter, who's serving with YWAM in Perth. He's currently preparing to lead a team into Indonesia. He's part of a DTS over there. He's, a, he's running part of a staff, what's called a surfing DTS, which sounds pretty good to me. Um, so he'll be leading a team of guys up to Indonesia, sharing the gospel there, doing what they do, and then be coming actually to the east coast of Australia. So we'll probably get a chance to get him to drop in and visit us here as well. So that's our church's commitment to missions for this year at least. And so if you're interested in missions in any way, can you come and see me to see how I can be part of the team? Thank you. Wonderful. Awesome. And just the difference that our church has made in that those communities has just been amazing. And, you know, maybe you don't have a heart to be able to or, or a, the possibility for you to be able to go to those nations, but there are so many opportunities there where we can give our finance and so into those areas and make a difference in people's lives. We can never underestimate the value of what we give. Amen? 
Amen. So this morning, we have an awesome ministry in our church called City Serve. It's a ministry that Pastor Shane has personally spent many, many hours and much time developing relationships with the other ministers in our city and also with our council. It's a very, very powerful ministry. And last year, we had Glenn Fairweather take up the challenge to be able to head that up in our church. And Glenn, we'd love to invite you up this morning to be able to share more about that with everybody. Yeah, so most of the people know what, what CityServe is, but just for those people who don't, um, the aim of CityServe is to transform our city through service. Um, it's to bring um, unity into the, the city, and that's unity amongst the churches, and that's one of the big things that's, that's come from this, um, and is pushing this forward, is the unity between the pastors and the ministers, and that's, that's amazing, and you often don't see that in a lot of areas. So that unity also is not just between churches, uh, or within churches, but it's between churches and the council and the community. So we're bringing all those three facets together um, and transforming our city because of that unity, bringing people together to serve our city and to love our city very practically. Um, now, this year is a bit of a year of consolidation. Um, last year, I think we did about six projects. We're kind of bringing that down to about three major projects this year. Uh, there'll be one project each term. So next term, there'll be one, I think it's in May. Uh, another one in August and another one in October. Um, we'll be giving you those details soon as they are finalised, uh, but just prepare yourself for, for coming along and supporting CityServe in those months of May, August and October. Um, in terms of wanting to serve and be involved with CityServe, there's two main areas. One is coming along on the day to the projects. So that's basically putting on your work boots, throwing on the hat and the sunscreen and coming out and serving our city. It's normally on a Saturday. Um, and we just encourage you, if you're able to come, and we'd love to come to provide whatever time you can. Some people stay for an hour, other people stay for a day. Whatever you're able to provide is fantastic, and it shows not just uh, the churches that we're coming together, but it shows the community. Here's all the churches working together. Um, they have a common purpose and a common goal to love our city, and that's, uh, that's love in action. The other way you can serve city service to be involved in the committee, and their role is to basically put... Um, whatever is, is planned into action. Um, that may be anywhere from planning, you know, catering for the day, um, actually project managing the day, um, providing um, service in terms of OHS, whatever it may be. If you would like to be involved uh, with City Serve in that role, please come and see me after the service. We'd love for you to be involved. What I would ask for is prayer at the moment um, prayer to guide the ministers and the pastors in terms of what projects. Um, God wants us to do in our city. Um, up to date, we've been working with the council, maybe uh, mainly on council-owned premises, but we're also looking at making that a little uh, broader um, and also serving our community in things like schools, nursing homes and other areas. So I encourage you, please uh, keep City Serve um, in your prayers and pray for the ministers and the pastors as they work out what areas of the city um, God wants us to renovate and transform for his glory. Um, yeah, that's all at this stage. Um, encourage you to be involved. It's an exciting time for CityServe. Um, it could be interesting as maybe the councils come together. We're not sure how that may affect us, but God's got his hand on that. He knows what's going to happen. Um, we're just confident to go ahead, plan our events, um, and leave that um, changes to God. Um, so if you want to be involved, please come and see me after the service. Thank you. Thanks so much, Glenn. Glenn's just got such an amazing ability to bring people together and, and to lead all the practical aspects of it. And I um, spoke with our Ministers Fraternal this week and they were just so blessed to have Glenn on board as well. So just really, really, really thrilled about that. Fantastic. Next up, we have an update from Dean Picarillo. Dean's currently heading up our management committee in the church. Really appreciate how Dean has stepped up in this season and Amazing job that you're doing, Dean. So looking forward to hearing our update from you. Thanks, Suze. Uh, two things that I want to talk about today. Um, the first one is the daycare. So you have heard over the years, um, had a number of updates about the daycare and how we're going with it and the purpose for it. But for anyone that's new or has managed to miss the, all the um, updates we've had in the past, the vision for the daycare is to, it's sort of, probably a, main, uh, a, a very big step, but the first step in turning our church into a, a very 
thriving community hub. It's um, a few people have asked comments about, oh, is it just about us having a business attached to the church or making money? And all those things are obviously benefits. Um, but the main purpose of it is to create a community atmosphere around this church. Not just that we come here on Sundays and there's people going in and out, but every day of the week that there's people coming in and out of this amazing facility and being touched by the Spirit of God as they're coming in and out. Um, so the vision and how that'll tie in is that you'll just imagine, so we'll have the daycare out where the multifunction room is at the moment, and I'll, I can give an update. I won't go through the details now, but if anyone is wondering how the church is going to look down the track and don't understand the plans and are concerned about, oh, if you're taking the multifunction room, what's going to happen? Come and see me. But I won't go through all that now. But just imagine once it's done, out there you have this state-of-the-art facility for um, young daycare from um, naught to five, six. Um, and then every day of the week, parents are coming in here first thing in the morning, dropping their kids off. You have the cafe out there thriving, making everyone's morning coffees and people are going through there. And then a couple of days a week, you then have the food care program coming through. It's just... And then that all happens again in the afternoon when the kids are getting picked up. It's just it's bringing people into the church and it's just letting people experience God through ways that they normally wouldn't experience God. And people that would, would come in here that wouldn't normally come in to come to church. It's just to show God's love and create that community atmosphere. Um, as far as an update for where it's at, um, we're this close to starting building. We're, we're, we've got the DAs done. We have all the plans are finalised. We have a builder tentatively on board and we're just working through finances. So it's very close. It's all going to happen very soon, hopefully. And um, so that's where it's at. It's very exciting. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk about, which isn't as exciting for most people, I find it very exciting, but because um, it's all about numbers, is um, the mortgage on our building here. So I've got a couple of slides. So this is an update of where we're at. So this is from 2008 through to 2015. So you can see at 2008, we're up around the $1.5 million mark. Now we're getting very close to cracking the $1 million mark. So I'd like to just give everyone a big round of applause for that effort. So that's a significant milestone. Like, that's a lot of money, and that's a big dent we've made in our mortgage over those years. Um, so that's where our, our monthly um, building offerings come in and obviously any additional finances that we get through our normal tithes and that we, we um, try to bump up the mortgage as well. Um, with those building offerings, for anyone that's not aware, all the interest and regular payments that we have to make on the building come out of our regular church finances so the tithe that is paid via tithes and regular offerings any of the money that is given as part of the building offering once a month is purely to pay off the principal so that's what makes that difference in that graph coming down it's not just to keep the the, the loan going with the interest payments it is specifically made to pay off the church where I'd like to encourage people is I'd like to um, show something else for people that may be aware or may not be aware um, of how much of a difference every donation makes to reducing our loan and reducing the burden of the interest over years. So if we bring up the next slide, so this is a little bit hard to read because just, it's just a screenshot of the internet, but if we look at that and go, okay, we're at a million dollars to pay off our loan at a current interest rate, we're looking at about 18 years to pay that off at standard repayments, which is seven and a half thousand dollars a month which is about what we're paying now if we were to pay two thousand dollars a month extra for our building offerings or additional finances that we can pull in through the church we change that from paying it off in 18 years to paying it off in 12 years and the interest that we pay which is money that is for nothing because forget about the portion of what we have to pay to own the building the interest is money to the bank if we don't pay it any quicker we're going to pay 600 and f about $640,000 in interest. If we pay it off $2,000 a month quicker, we only pay just over $400,000 in interest. So we save $220,000. That $220,000 can go into Vanuatu and CityServe and everything else that we want to do, all the other visions for the church. So it's not just about money for the sake of money. 
think of what we could do with $220,000. Then, so for everyone's information, paying $2,000 a month extra is pretty close to what we do every month anyway. So we're not far off doing that already. On some years, where you can see on the previous graph where we've had a big dip, we've gone closer to $5,000 a month extra. So if you go to the next graph, what that does is changes 18 years to pay off the building down to nine, eight and a half years, so less than half the time. And instead of $640,000 in interest, we pay 277. So we save $360,000 in interest. More than half the interest that we would have to pay to pay off this building is saved, and we get to use that for spreading the word of God. So I'd just like to encourage people that those building offerings make a big difference, and we just really got to get behind that. The last thing I want to say on that is it's for a lot of people, I'm sure it's a strange thing to come in and say, oh yeah, you just like we give our ties, you want us to pay more money, we've got to pay for the building, like it's a lot of money. And I understand that people work very hard and they've got um, their family situations and their own mortgages and stuff to pay off and totally understand all that, especially because I'm single income now too because my wife's not working. But she went to work on Friday, so good job. First day back. Phew. <sighs> Budget's looking a bit better. Um, but the... The thing is, what makes a church different to any other community group is that this isn't just a community group. When you, if you ever come to this church, and I was like this when I first started coming to this church, you come in here and you feel like, oh, this is a great place to be, this is a great place to visit. If you want to feel like you belong here and you're part of this family that we have here, it's because we all own this church. The, paying the mortgage for this building is the same as me paying my mortgage for the house that I live in because this is the house of God. This is our, the house of our church. So if you want to feel like you belong, you need to get behind this. And it makes a big difference. I know it's only money and money's not everything, but where you put your money in, that's where your heart's going to be. So thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. So important. Love to invite Karen Matthews up now, who's our food care manager. Karen came on board our staff. How many months has it been now? May last year. And in that time, Karen's just really taken our food care ministry to whole new levels. And I'm so great at working with the team and with our community. So really excited about hearing what you've got to share. Thank you. Okay, I'm just going to give a little bit of an update with food care. Um, the Bible talks about a lot feeding the poor and helping out the needy and that's exactly what we get the opportunity to do in food care it's awesome um, for those of you that don't know we offer um, low cost and free food to low-income families um, we give crisis packs to the women's refuges and also do a, a high school breakfast club we have an op shop with all the proceeds going to destiny rescue uh, this year the um, June from the op shop has got a new little thing going where they fill up bags, um, handbags and of all personal items and we give them to women's refuges so that when um, the ladies flee in the middle of the night they've got some personal items and that. So that's just another little way that we're getting into the community and showing Jesus' love. Um, it's been exciting this year. We have seen a steady growth of new um, customers coming in and signing up so that's something we want to do more of this year, get out get the word out there more through advertising and that, the more people we can reach, um, more people that, like we said, walk in here and feel Jesus' love just in a practical way by feeding them. Um, basically, we can offer um, pantry items to the community at 50, 60, 70% cheaper than the supermarkets and just an abundance of free food. So that's awesome. We're seeing a lot more um, agency and um, like Centrelink referrals this year, um, other agencies, Salvation Army sending people down. So we work, seem to be working a lot more with um, other charities as well. So that's, that's really good. But unfortunately, that's great. But that means we're getting, seeing more families in crisis come in, more families that are coming in that have nothing. You know, I can't imagine opening my pantry and having nothing to feed my kids, nothing to send them to school tomorrow. So it's awesome that we can send them home with a big box of food. Sorry, I get really emotional. <laughs> um, 
and I know that their kids are going to be fed and, you know, I don't know how they got in that circumstances and it's not for me to judge, but they can come to us and we can help. So that's really awesome. And, you know, just see Jesus' love through us. We can be his hands and feet and such a privilege. Um, it's been awesome to see God's hand of provision in the last five months. For those of you that don't know, we picked up from Audi twice, two Audi stores twice a week, and that was the majority of our free food that we got to offer. Um, last year, we lost those both those Audi stores, so at the time, we thought, oh no, what are we going to do? We're going to have no free food. The customers are just so used to getting this free food. So I had to give it over to God, really faith-building for me. Um, that first week that we didn't get the Audi pickup, I'm looking at our bed free food table going oh lord this is your gig you're going to have to come through somehow the guys went up to sydney to food bank where we pick up that week they come back with such an abundance of free fruit and vegetable that it didn't even look any different from when we were picking up audi and every single week since that free food table has been overflowing chocolate block just can't believe it well yeah see we are, we pray for miracles and we pray and then he answers our prayers and we can't believe it but anyway <laughs> um, we've, but through that too we also had to run around try and get some more businesses on board so we've got two bakeries we've got a butcher a mushroom farm several other businesses so that's something else we want to look at this year getting more businesses to um, donate food um, which brings me to uh, if you can believe for us as a church we're believing for our own car this year if we have a car that's available to us more than once a week that's so many more opportunities we can go chasing food so that'd be great um we have an awesome st um staff of volunteers like we just have so much fun and we're like a big family and their hearts are just to serve the community and i just honor them so um if this is an area that you think you'd like to volunteer in come and see me we set up on a wednesday um customers come in thursday friday and then we pack down and like suzanne was saying before we really are desperate for drivers and not only drivers, um, offsiders, people that can go up with the drivers and help um, to load the um, trailer up. So if that's something you can do, even just once a month, um, come and see me. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, just come and see me. Another great thing about food care is that the customers that come in, you can actually get and sit and talk to them. It's a great outreach. So even if you're just someone that would like to come and have a cup of coffee and have a chat with the customers if that's something that you're you're good at you know um just a couple of weeks ago there's been a guy that i've been chatting to for the last few years just you know general chit chat and actually got the opportunity a couple of weeks ago just he, he was asking me about the holy spirit and and an opportunity to you know so it's those little things that really matter so yep that's my update thank you love your heart for people karen and um it's why we're seeing what we're seeing and, and the beautiful relationships. You know, if you step out there and see just the way that our team works together, supports one another, there's a buzz out there. And if you are new to the church, this is a really, really great ministry to get involved in as a starting point in our church. So we've been sharing about the different ministries we have outreaching the community. We've just got two more areas to bring to you today. And the first area um, is talking about as a church where our focus is going internally in our church which is just as important and that is such an important area and that is prayer so love to invite Alison Jessup up this morning Alison's got such an amazing heart for prayer she prays in her sleep this woman she is absolutely amazing has such a heart of love and care for broken people and we're so blessed to have you on board good on you morning. I've just been given the pleasure of just casting the vision of what our Lord is doing in prayer and I'm going to start with the words from Andrew Murray. So he says, a church of united and unceasing prayerfulness, a ministry filled with the Holy Spirit, members acting as living witnesses to a living Christ with a message to every creature on earth. This was the church that Christ founded. This was the church that went out to conquer the world. When Christ had ascended to heaven, the disciples knew at once what their work was to be, continuing to pray together constantly. They were to be bound together by the love and spirit of Christ into one body. It was this that gave them their wonderful power in heaven with God and upon earth with men. 
Their one duty was to wait in united and unceasing prayer for the power of the Holy Spirit as a power from on high for their witness to Christ to the ends of the earth. A praying church, a spirit-filled church, a witnessing church with all the world as its sphere and aim. This is the church of Jesus Christ. And our Lord says in Matthew 21, 13, My house shall be called a house of prayer. When our Lord is talking about his house, he's talking about his corporate church and he's also talking about his temple, which is us, the place where he dwells. And the wonderful thing is that our Lord is so faithful. You know, he has called us to be a people of prayer and he has called us to partner with him in his role as great high priest and chief intercessor to see his kingdom established on earth. And he will do it and he is doing it. You know, our Lord is pouring out his spirit of prayer and supplication across this city and our nation and the nations of the world. And he's connecting his people all over the world who are hearing his voice and responding to his call to pray with him. He's stirring the hearts and minds of people in this church to pray for his kingdom to come, to pray for one another and to pray in the secret place with our beloved bridegroom king. So today I just want to share with you the different areas of prayer that our Lord is leading us in and how you can partner with us and our Lord in prayer. Uh, So 12 months ago next week we started Kingdom Intercession here on Saturdays at 3pm and Kingdom Intercession is all about praying with our Lord to establish his kingdom on earth. You know in Revelations 11.15 it says we hear the great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world has become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he will reign forever and ever. And what does this mean? It means the earth has been given to man to establish the Lord's kingdom, heaven on earth. It means that every aspect of our daily world will reflect the kingdom of heaven. The church, our family, government, education, business, arts, entertainment, entertainment, sport, every area of life will operate under our Father's kingdom principles. You know, if you read the scriptures, you see that our life doesn't end in heaven. There is just so much more to come. In Revelations 5.10, we see the bigger picture. He says, You have made them to be a kingdom of royal subjects and priests to our God, and they will reign on the earth. So if you have a heart to pray and you want to pray, Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth that is in heaven. We would just love you to come with us on a Saturday and stand in unity for this world to be transformed into the kingdom of heaven. Such a glorious vision if you can just imagine... Just imagine, let your imagination run wild. and I mean, it's just heavenly, and that's what the Lord wants to do. It's a new season, it's a new wineskin, it's a new time, it's a time of transition. The Lord is crying out, come, 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 come away with me. Let me fill you with my kingdom and my purposes and my life. I got a bit carried away then. <laughs> <laughs> So then we talk about corporate prayer in our church. So every month, on the first Sunday of the month, we are praying corporately as a church. We are praying for the Spirit of God to be poured out in this place so that we will be fruitful and we will bear fruit that will remain. We are praying that we will be his light, his love, his truth, his hands and his feet. We are praying that we will be a vessel for his heart and his life to flow to this city. And we know it's not by might, it is not by power, it is only by the Spirit of God. So we need to humble ourselves and pray together in unity for our Lord's blessing to be poured out over this place in this city. So this is another way that you can come together and pray with our Lord in unity to see his purposes come to fulfilment in this life, in our time. That's what the Lord is about. And next I just want to talk to you about prayer for you and your family. The Lord wants you whole. He came not only to save you, he came to heal you, restore you, liberate you and give you a life of abundance. And one of the most powerful ways our Lord does this is by praying for one another. In James 5.16 it says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And I know I wouldn't be where I am today if the Lord hadn't put people around me who would pray for me. You know, when my little boy went to heaven, that's the first thing he did. He had people around me, left, right and centre, that would pray with me. When I didn't understand, when I couldn't see, when all I could see was darkness, all I could see was pain, all I could see was hurt. 
He put people around me who would pray and speak the word of God into my life so that I didn't fall in that pit and I didn't stay there. He is the resurrection of the life and he will lead every one of you to produce that resurrection and to produce that life. We have a team of people who will pray for you and your family whenever you love whenever you need, any hour of the day. And I'd just like the prayer team to stand up, if you would, please, because I just want people to know who you are, that these are the people you can come and see when you need someone to stand with you in prayer. These are the beautiful people who love God and who love you. (laughs) Thank you. They will bring you and your family into the courts of heaven before our Father and Lord. They will bring you... Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> At least I'm laughing and crying today. That's, that's good. <laughs> they will bring you and your family into the courts of heaven before our Father and Lord. They will bring you to his beautiful mercy seat so our Lord can minister his love, his healing and his restoration to you. They will bring you before him in full of faith declaring his promises and his heart for you knowing he will hear knowing he will answer knowing he will give you what you need to be whole in body soul and spirit you know when we receive a prayer request your prayer need goes to the team and it's brought before our lord and we are here to stand with you believe with you and seek our lord's best for you that's the way the lord works So you can put your prayer requests in via the red cards, um, the office, one of the team, through your Connect and Ministry leaders. Your elders are always here to pray for you and please always feel free to come to talk to any of the team knowing that we'll just pray with you and support you in every way. And I just want to finish, I just want to bring you into the secret place because prayer is our spiritual connection to our Father in heaven. Every time you turn your heart to him, He turns his heart to you. Every time you go into your room, you close the door, you are coming into the arms of your loving father. And they are wide open arms. It doesn't matter what you've done in the day. Those arms are wide open and they're saying, come to me, my child. Come to me. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now those rewards are priceless. The reward is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come boldly into that beautiful throne room of grace, Lord. We just come before your amazing, amazing love for us, Lord, that you would fill each one of our hearts afresh today, Lord, that we would know that there are always, there's always light in your presence. There's always joy in your presence. There's always peace in your presence, Lord. When we come to that place, Lord, you lift us out of that miry pit again and again and again and you raise us up into those heavenly places where we are seated with you, Lord. We are one with you. It is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom, Father. With you, we walk in the spirit day in and day out above the storms and we are set free to be children of God, intimate with the creator of heaven and earth. And I pray as we go forth in this journey of prayer together, Lord, that We will become people full of the Spirit, living that life in heavenly places, bringing forth heaven on earth. Your will be done, your kingdom come, on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. What an amazing testimony that we have here with Alison and her husband, Tony, that through the storms of life and through times of incredible grief, they've clung on to their saviour, they've reached out to him, and now we see God bringing something really, really beautiful in the spirit out of that. There's a strength that comes from those seasons in our lives when we anchor ourselves in Christ. Love to ask the musicians to come. I'm very mindful of time this morning. Just got one last area to share with you this morning and that is certainly not least in our church we're really passionate about outreaching but we're also passionate about caring for our people and the last area that I'm going to be briefly sharing with you this morning is on what we're doing with the pastoral aspects of the church the first area 
that's so important and so vital within our church is discipleship, which I just touched on before. We have a book as a church called Growing in Christ. This is a fantastic um, resource. I've personally worked through this with individuals and it's just such an amazing thing to be able to have a starting point that we can use to be able to take people through just brief chapters, teaching people about the fundamentals of our walk with God and being able to walk with Christ. Very, very important, great resource for everybody there. So we believe in our church that every person is there to reach out to their world for Christ, leading people to Christ. And it's our dream as a church that people would be leading people to Christ over cups of coffee, within their connect groups, in the universities, in the school playgrounds, that there would be such a passion for leading people to Christ that we wouldn't stop when someone knocks back our invitation to come to church, but we would continue relationship with those people, that we get to know them, that we understand how they think so that we can talk their language and lead them to Christ. I led my best friend to Christ at a sleepover when we were 14 years old, and I've seen God do amazing things in her life. So discipleship is not just meant for the four walls of this church. We are meant to go out into the world and make disciples. And this is a a resource that as a church that we can help back you up to be able to do that. Touched on natural church development before. And um, one of the areas that's very important as a healthy church is to have drink bottles that are easy to open. holistic small groups, that we make sure that as a church, as we grow bigger, we actually get smaller. We want to make sure that every person in this place is needed and known. And the only way that we're going to do that is to have groups of people who meet midweek and do life together. We have some amazing connect groups already in our church, but we are looking to expand that and to build that this year that we would be launching more and more connect groups where people can come and build friendships, do life together. We know that that's the church that we see in the book of Acts 2, where they meet together midweek, they fellowship together, eat meals together, do life together, and then come together to worship in the temple on Sunday. So that's what we want to achieve as a church. We also would like people to be empowered to minister pastorally within their connect groups, but we do recognize that sometimes there are needs that go beyond the connect group, and that's where our intensive pastoral care kicks in, where we actually have a dedicated pastoral care team. We meet once a fortnight with a group of volunteers to look at how we can support our connect groups, be able to pastor their people, and also to be able to step in when there's extra needs, and also care for those people in the church who are unable to go to a connect group. Last but not least is our assimilation. This is something we've been working on over the last 12 months as an area that we identified as a church was a big gap for us with from the time that a person joins the church to the time they get involved in the church is very, very crucial. And as part of that, we're going to be having membership mornings throughout the year. We've got our first one this morning just to be able to connect with our new people. We have introduced our red cards last year, which has been working absolutely brilliantly for people who actually get a phone call from our team through the week, start to get to know them, how we can serve them, how we can find out, how we can just introduce them to the people in the church where God wants to see them get activated. We're so passionate in this church about you. You are so important to us. Everything that God's created within you, the desires of your heart, your dreams, your needs, your family. We hope this morning that in hearing these things this morning, that that's what you've heard this morning, that together we are the body of Christ. Each one of us is created unique and with a purpose. And we hope that if you're not feeling connected in our church, you'll join us straight after the service in about five minutes' time. And um, before we close this morning, just want to be able to give anyone in this place the opportunity to come to Christ if you don't yet know him. Amazing thing to be able to know God, to be able to walk with him, to be able to know him as our Lord and Saviour. Love you, just bow your heads this morning. Every single one of us has a past in this place. Every single one of us has made mistakes. 
every single one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. But we thank you, Father, this morning and acknowledge that you sent your son Jesus to pay the price for our sin. You sent your son because of your love for the human race that every single man, woman and child would be able to come back into right relationship with you. This morning, if you've never made a commitment to serve Christ, if you've never received him as your Lord and Saviour, and you've heard about these stories this morning about how we can make a difference in the lives of others. And you've sensed something going on on the inside. I'd love you to raise your hand this morning if you say, yes, that's me. I want to make a decision to follow Christ. I want to turn from my past and follow Him for all of my days. If that's you, we just want to give you the opportunity this morning. Thank you. I see that hand this morning. You can put that down. Thank you. I see that hand this morning. Are there others here in this place today want to say yes to Jesus? Maybe you've once followed Him and you've turned away and you're ready to come home this morning. <laughs> there is room for you this morning at the altar. There is room for you in your Father's house today. Love you to raise your hand this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. You can put it down. Thank you, Lord. Are there others here today? Thank you, thank you, thank you. We serve a faithful God. We serve Almighty God. He loves you this morning. He loves you. Just as every eye is closed and every head is bowed, we're going to pray a prayer this morning. Could you repeat after me? Lord Jesus, I know that I have sinned. Forgive me of my past. I believe that God raised you, Jesus from the dead and confess today that you, Jesus, are Lord of my life. I thank you, Jesus, for Holy Spirit who now lives in me and I accept you as my Saviour and commit to follow you from this day forward. Love you to look up this morning. If that's you and you've prayed that prayer for the first time or if you're returning this morning, we would love to meet with you, to support you. We, have, we would love to commit to discipling you where we come alongside you and walk out this Christian life with you. And um, on that note, we'd just love the worship team to sing one more, one more song. And if that's you and you've made that decision, we have some resources for you. So our pastoral care team are going to be up the back this morning with those resources to give you this morning. And for everyone else, we've got the membership morning. God bless.